You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. After nearly two weeks off the ice, the Flyers are set to take on the New York Rangers Thursday night, which is certainly a reason to rejoice. The downside? They're a bit shorthanded. Next man up mentality, I guess. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and I could not be more excited to watch Samuel Moran throw down on Thursday. We all know it's going to happen, just just make sure you're, you're in your seats by puck drop. Uh, Brendan Lemieux, he's coming for you, buddy. Get ready. Or is it Lemieux? They don't say it the French way. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Arenic, and dare I say some Bruins fans aren't actually that bad. A little foreshadowing for you. Yeah, agreed with you on that front, Matt. And as far as uh, Lemieux versus Lemieux, uh, I say in this case, who cares, honestly? <laughs> uh, I'm playing Suissa, and I'll uh, I'll have my first content for Broad Street Buzz uh, coming out at all this, this week, uh, so keep your eyes out, um, including a preview for Thursday, which will be out probably by the time you're all listening to this. So, uh, yeah, stay posted. I really struggled to get through that read. I, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> the Lemieux and Lemieux kind of the threw you through a loop. It, yeah, it did. That's uh, that's some exciting news, though, Mike. That's 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 awesome to hear. I know you know Matt and I are going to be reading, it, and and everybody else should as well. Um, just but at the top, like I said, the Flyers are back. It's going to be interesting to see what they look like when they do start skating on Thursday. Um, we also have a really cool segment that that Matt and Mike did with the boys from Brews and Bruins that you guys can listen to in the second half of this episode. But before we get into all the fun, just a quick word from our sponsor. This week's jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to get a front row seat to all the action. Making a line on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's incredibly easy. More bang for your buck while you watch. Yeah, I think I'll take that. Thank you. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports and is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm starting to get a hang of that. I'm starting to get a little better at it. That was tell. really good. Thank Some you. ad libs in there, too. Well, I, you know, I thought they, they're being nice and, and giving us a chance. So let's spice it up. Um, but back to the Flyers, um, they're back, but G, Jake, Lots, TK, Lindy, and Braun are all unav- are unavailable for, for at least right now for Thursday's games. I, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, very tough losses there. I'd say, you know, more than half of your top six. That being said, there's, you know, really big opportunities for uh, for guys like David Akasha, uh, Maxim Shusko, Sam Moran. Still reason to be excited for Thursday, I think. Uh, I, I think you boys agree with me. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I think so for sure. I mean, look, th- this is the, the lineup that the Flyers are probably going to be running for Thursday's game, probably Friday too, or sorry, Sunday, if we're being honest. Uh, so we have JVR and Farabee on the first line centered by Sean Couturier. That's actually a pretty fantastic first line, in my opinion. Um, Michael Raffle and Nicholas Alway-Kubel being centered by Kevin Hayes. Um, 
I mean, that's probably closer to, like, a third line, maybe? Hayes definitely brings it up a bit. Um, and then you've got Connor Bunneman and David Akasha centered by Nolan Patrick. Again, not the worst, but, you know, considerably weaker than what we've been seeing. And then on the fourth line, we have Sam Moran and Maxim Shusko. One combined game of uh, wing experience there, NHL wing experience, uh, centered by Andy Andy Andriov. Uh, a little Andy. nod to... Uh, a little nod to uh, some of the the people over at Broad Street Hockey there. That's that's one of their favorite things. And then uh, Ivan Provorov and Phil Myers on the top pair. Um, Travis Sanheim and Ghost, Robert Haig and Gustafson, and then Hart in net, obviously, and Elliot backing him up. So, I mean, look, it is what it is. Like we were all talking about this in the group chat earlier, right? Like, what what do we what do we really expect with this? Like, other than for the young guys to play hard, I guess. Like, you know, that Bunneman, Kasha, Shusko, like they're going to be, they're going to be given their all in this one. Um, and it'll be a good chance to see them if nothing else. So. I agree. Uh, I, what's this old saying? Desperation yields the quickest results. I don't know what the actual, you know, I mean, these guys are going to be desperate. I mean, I hope they play desperately because um, this is a lot of their, at least for a Shusko, this is a big kind of, I don't know. Would you say a lot of Flyers fans know him? I'd say probably not. Most most casual casual fans definitely don't know him. People who are like really into into the prospects might know him, but um, this is a big big day for him. Um, Moran, you know, we got to see him a little bit, uh, but again, I'm I'm very excited. I can't stop smiling because I'm happy for him. <laughs> um, but you know, really really big chances for some of these guys to. To prove that maybe they deserve a longer look, um, we talked about it last or last episode. But what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, we we mentioned this briefly, and you'll you'll hear it in a little bit on the on the Bruins pod that we, we sat in on yesterday. That for someone like David Kasha, he's at a point age wise where this is kind of a make it or break it for him. He had twenty five points in twenty seven games in the Czech League. He's I think slightly above, right at a point a game in the AHL, even though it's only been a couple games. So. He's at that point where if he doesn't come in and kind of add value the way that NAK, NAK did last year when he came in and kind of forced his way onto the roster last year and then subsequently this year, then that's probably his last shot outside of maybe some injuries later in the season. So I'm excited to watch him. Um, Bunneman, I mean, like we mentioned, I mean, it, it's not ideal. No one expects to have COVID and lose half of your lineup. So, especially considering we have like three injuries, right, Mike, in the AHL, Carson Turinsky, who probably would be up here, Linus Sandin, who everyone expected to compete for 13F, and um, Tanner Lazinski, who I personally was high on. I know, Mike, you, you as well, and we were excited to get, get a look at him, even who was a Wade Allison. Right? Wade Allison, yeah, he's injured Wade as well. Too, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of players who, who – it's shitty because injuries are preventing them from getting an opportunity. They otherwise probably wouldn't have Isaac Ratcliffe's another name um, mm-hmm. that, I mean, for a while, a lot of fans were high on. So it is a good opportunity for the Shushkos, the Bunnamans, the Kashas of the world to really get thrusted into a position. They otherwise would not be. Um, and like they say in the, in the Bruins podcast, hockey's weird. So yeah. I would not, sh- I would not be shocked coming off this break to see, maybe one of the more complete games for the Flyers on Thursday. I, I agree. I think it'll help to, um, 
I'll I'll say this, and then I want to double back around to to David Kasha um, and Maxim Shusko. But I I'll say this about this game Thursday: they've got a good opponent to go up against in that game. Like you know, again, hockey is weird, so I'm not gonna say it's a gimme game against the Rangers or anything like that. But I mean, I don't know if 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 you two have caught any Rangers games this year or if fans of the pod have, but they are. I mean, they're a mess. They're just a certified mess. Like. So, I mean, it, it is a good opportunity for this lineup to, to get that game first against, or, you know, and then get the game against the Bruins Sunday. So, um, but I do, I, I just want to double back around Nakasha. Like, I think that he, I, I do agree with you, Matt, that like, this is sort of his, this is the best opportunity he's going to get to make an impact and to make a, you know, make a lasting image. Um for both fans and then for the organization as well. But I, I do think he can lay sort of the foundation here for next year. Um, especially we don't know what's going to go on with the expansion draft or, or players like Raffle and Lawton and NAK, you know, their future with the team. So I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying David Kasha is going to be very similar to like last year's NAK. I could 100% see that happening because Kasha is a guy he's, you know, NAK is a little bigger than him, but Kasha plays with a lot of grit. He's very fast. He has a motor. He's always in the right spot, and he he just has a knack for for making timely plays, at least in the Czech League and then the AHL and everything so far. So I'm excited for him. And then Shusko too. Like people shouldn't sleep on him. He's got NHL caliber shots, and he is no you know slouch either when it comes to playing physically. So um, the Flyers icing a, a bunch of AHL players is a lot different than like other teams, I guess, icing AHL players. Yeah, they're still not NHLers, but the Flyers have one of the deepest prospect pools in the league for a reason. So I will get to see it here. And that's with, like we were saying, all those other big prospects injured who yeah. probably would be in the lineup instead of a guy like Shusko or Andreoff or, or Moran. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited, guys. This, I think I'm really just excited to have hockey back, Flyers hockey back, because um, it's, it's been two weeks, but it feels like it's been a lot longer than that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do, and I'm looking for um, – I know you guys mentioned all of the all of the AHLers they're going to be playing. I'm looking for a strong performance from, from Carter Hart. Um, I want to make sure that he – you know, he's had a lot of time off now. I think even he would agree he hasn't had the best start to the season, but a lot of those games – there's not much you can do as a goalie when the team in front of you is getting absolutely rocked. So um, I'm excited for for a strong performance from him. And then, I mean, fingers crossed they get some of the of the bigger names back for Sunday because, I mean, I'm sure NBC is probably going to want that because uh, they have the game. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Any Anything else on that before we kind of, uh, we, we of touch on to, uh, to what you guys had, had some fun without me, which is fine. I, I understand, you know. <laughs> I got to pay the bills. I got to keep the lights on here. So uh, I'm not able to do everything. But anything else you guys want to touch on? No, I'm pissed that I made that um, amazing TK Photoshop of him on Lake Tahoe. And he's not even going to be in the game <laughs> for it. So totally no, waste. there's, That's there's wasted still content. time. Did you, still see, time. <laughs> did you see what the Flyers came out with for Wallpaper Wednesday? No, I missed it. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of players. with. I'm not kidding. Um, I don't know if they took it down because it was just so strange. Uh, their sleeves. So their arms are just like bare fur, just the arms, nothing else. It is 
if some kind of fever dream, bizarre thing that the, someone in their marketing team was like, hey, this is cool. Let's put bare arms on them. Uh, very weird. I'm, I'm surprised you guys haven't seen it. Uh, wow. I'm kind of glad I didn't see it. Yeah. I, yeah. Mike, I think your TK drawing, your, your drawing, your TK was was better than that. Um, Should I make so. a TK drawing? We might, we might need a the... TK drawing Maybe. now that Joe mentions it. So. Maybe. I like the Farabee album cover. Why not? That was I'm not gonna lie, that was that was good work on my part. So I'm pissed. I'm kinda I'm kinda salty that neither he nor Gritty, you know, said anything back to me about it. But uh we're, we're small fish, I guess. So Gritty's got a full schedule, man. He's got uh um, he does. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. Um, I wonder what antics are I guess ooh. I don't know if he'll travel to to I think he is. Is he? Because they, they they tweet well, I'll say they. Do we know if Gritty's a we don't know what Gritty is. No anyway. They uh they tweeted they're like I need a vacation like, uh, last week and then a couple days ago they were like, folks we deserve this or something so I think I think they're gonna be uh, at Lake Tahoe so that would be great. Remember the last outdoor game um with, with the Pens he was naked running or flying, yeah. what maybe streaking. both streaking streaking yeah um so we'll uh, we'll see what antics he gets up to on, on NBC national television again um either way good for the Flyers so. Um, anything anything else you guys want to touch on before we kind of talk about what the the next half of this episode is going to be i'm good no no let's move on all right well that game's going to be tough but um all the guys at practice by the way they were saying they're just going to treat this like the next man up um which you know i hear that and i have kind of like flashbacks to the eagle seasons over the last couple years and it (laughs) kind of breaks my brain but um, they all seem really excited, and I'm really I'm excited for all of them to to really get a shot here. Um, but yeah, you guys had the uh, the chance to hop on uh, the Brews and Bruins podcast the other day. Good hockey conversation, I imagine. Uh, I've uh, I have some Bruins friends that are uh, that are quite astute. Um, but how, how did the conversation go? It went really well, I think. I'm sure Mike Mike would echo the same kind of sentiment there. I mean, they were surprisingly very bullish on the Flyers long term relative to the Bruins, oh. which which makes sense given I guess their prospect pool compared to our own. Um, they didn't bring up the four losses, which was surprising. I think they were trying <laughs> to play on play on karma and make sure they didn't uh, set themselves up for that going into Thursday's affair, but. Yeah, they're a great group of guys, and it was great to have a conversation with people who, who see the game the same way we do, um, not just based on pure emotion all the time. Um, there's actually some rational thought behind what they have to say, so it was a great time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm upset I couldn't drink beers because it was like 2.30 in the afternoon here on, <laughs> on a Tuesday. I, so I wish I had known before I jumped on. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a great great hockey talk. We It was cool. Like We kind of were all not all over the map in like the the negative sense but like we there was a little history we talked about like the going back over a decade between the last uh outdoor game with the flyers and the bruins oh geez Um, it was the first one right yeah yeah, right um uh, there was some you know just just recapping basically like bruins and flyers like past and present and future like matt said and then they were i mean they were really curious about guys like Faraby and ghost and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was a cool combo. They, like Matt said, they're definitely higher on the flyers than probably a lot of flyers fans are right now. <laughs> and, uh, I think they, I think they also recognize that. Yeah. Oh, Oh three and one or whatever. Oh, two and two. What are we against them? Oh, two, oh, three two, and right? one. Oh, three yeah. and one. Perfect. Uh, yeah. very good. I, uh, they, uh, they, 
like Matt said, they were definitely higher on them. I think they realized that a couple of those games could have easily gone the other way with Sean Kachuri in the lineup too. And um, yeah, I, mean, I don't that, think they realized yeah that he wasn't there for all of the games they played. Mm-hmm. Granted, um, Pasta wasn't there for everyone except yeah. for one. So yeah. I mean, it's a pretty close trade off there. Obviously, different style players, but um, yeah, I mean, he, they provided good insight on Joel Farabee. Um, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but do you remember who watched? He had access to Boston University, so he, he mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for forgetting your name. It's my, my apology. I think it was Drew, but yeah. um, he mentioned how watching Joel Farabee as a freshman, he already knew that like he was above that level of competition. Um, so getting that kind of insight is really cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, lover a lover of cold ones. That the name of their podcast. Brews and Bruins. Uh, they had a cool they sponsorship. Got the sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. From a from a, I want to say like a liquor beer store combo, probably up near Boston, and that's something we we got to work on, boys. Jeez, can you imagine? You're, you're what our, you think? Uh, New Trail. Yeah, we, yeah I was gonna say I, uh, I we super beverage. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, but Mike, I um, I think it was Saturday night. I I sent a photo over to Matt about a couple IPAs that I was trying out. What was it called, mm-hmm. Matt? What was the company? Evergreen, Evergreen. Uh, they're oh, Jesus. I I drank them all. I love them, Matt. They were, they were really, really good. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a great endorsement. I drank them all. <laughs> I did. Drank them all. I, all. After the first one, I was like, oh, I was like, all right, I can have one more. And then there's just two left in the fridge, and you're like, all right, well, when's the next time? You know, then there's only one, and he's lonely, so I might as well just just drink all four. But uh, very good. Um, I'm glad you guys had fun. There's a lot of history uh, with with Flyers and Bruins. I mean. We've had some some. I mean, just whenever I think of Flowers and Bruins, I think of the epic comeback. But I also think yeah. of us getting destroyed the next year. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of ups and downs in the, in that history. Um, but hey, I'm glad you guys had fun. Hopefully, I'll be able to jump jump in on the next one. Um, we're gonna play a segment uh, for you guys all at home, and I urge you guys check out the the full episode. They're posting it Friday. Is that right, guys? Mm-hmm. All right, yes. check it out Friday. If, from everything that you guys told me, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a banger. But uh, take it away, Bostonians. I'd be interested to go around the circle and like, because the, these two teams are, uh, I would say the Bruins are are more on the closing window end than the the Flyers are, just because. You know, you got guys like Bergeron and, and Rask and Krejci who are more toward the end of their careers. And, I mean, Giroux's not not done and, and Voracek's not done or anything like that. And I, I think you guys have a, a better base of younger talent, maybe like in terms of, you know, how, how deep it is. But uh, I think the Bruins probably have, you know, the higher top end younger talent like uh, Pasternak and, and McAvoy. Um, what what fan base do you think has more to look forward to in the future uh, than uh, as far as like the next uh, three to five years, maybe? Uh, you want me to start? You're on a Bru- you're on a Bruins podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the Bruins. I thought the Bruins were done. Like I thought their window was closed. What was the one year you guys missed the playoffs because Tuka Rask had diarrhea on the last day of the season? <laughs> I thought I, that was like. No, it was actually because he was too he, scared. According yeah, to he Bruce, can't. He uh, can't win the big game. Pressure. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just yeah. He popped out and diarrhea. Was yeah, these days. that's right. That's right. I he was totally scared. forgot. 
Oh, no, uh, you just scared diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's scared shitless, literally scared shitless. Uh, I think that he, I thought that the, the, Bruin, the Bruins window was closed then. I thought that was it. I thought, wow, this team is old. Charta is probably done. There's no way he's playing another season after this. Rask is going to get run out of town. Like, I thought it was over. And then that was at least five years ago, right? At least. And here we are there. I picked them to be the top team in the in the division this year. They're clearly good job for it yeah i mean (laughs) look the the bruins are studs as long as it's kind of the way i view actually it's like i always say about the penguins as long as they have crosby on the team they're going to be competitive the bruins are that to like you know the nth degree or whatever like as long as bergeron marchand and pasternak are all together the bruins can keep up with any team in the league and they do like you know good young talent in terms of defense coming up Forwards, I'm not as like hot on. Obviously, I like Pasternak a lot, but yeah, um, once you get to like DeBrusque, like it, yeah, it kind of drops off. I think that's where that. the Flyers have the edge. I think yeah. they just, like you said, they have more young talent on the way. So, but even then, like what within the next five years, the Bruins are probably still the better team, maybe at least the next three. Like, but beyond that, do the Flyers start shaping up better? Probably, but I mean, if you're a Flyers fan hearing that, I'm I'm sure that doesn't like that doesn't give us any great feelings. Like we're just, we're still what another five years off from being, you know, one of the top, you know, the, the big boys in the division, like the Bruins until further notice, it's the Bruins, I guess that's, that's just the way I see it. I'm, I'm a little on the other side. Um, I, I think, I think once it, it kind of happens where like, okay, Tugarask retires, uh, Krejci moves on after this year, probably, um who knows how long bergeron has and i'm thinking martian's probably along for the ride for a few more years but you know once you're down to Pasternak and mcavoy um there really isn't much behind that and the bruins system is so bad uh i think consistently over the last like two three years has been ranked in the bottom three to five of prospect systems and i don't know how, how old is sean couturier is it like 28 you just turned 28, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. so I, I think that's that's your Bergeron, like just coming off a, a really great season and, and has developed a better offensive game. Um, Travis Konechny's great. Um, and and you have your number one defenseman in, in Provorov, and, and I think Carter Hart's probably uh, <laughs> a lot better than what he's shown this year or what the – team has allowed him to do this year so i think i would be more optimistic as a flyers fan for the next five years than as a bruins fan this year i'm more optimistic as as a bruins fan but i think there's a lot to look forward to if you're a flyers fan yeah i don't just real quick i don't i'm not down on the team i think the flyers are set up extremely hey you're you're on a bruins podcast uh, you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) but i i I do think within the next couple years they're i i just don't i just don't know if they're there yet if they turn it around this season then yeah maybe but Sorry. Are we still going like around the, the I don't know tech. what the are we do we all uh, have yeah, the same order on our screen? <laughs> We're all in the same order because like if I switch to the center yeah. here, I'm in the center. Yeah, right. right. yeah. You, you, you go ahead, Drew, then we'll then we'll go to Cam. We'll end with oh. Matt. We'll close we'll close it out with uh a Flyers a, a podcast. Philly sandwich. Yeah. Was, uh, it was uh I was just gonna say it's kinda it's tough to say, man. Um I'm thinking, you know, three to it really, it's like whenever Bergeron retires is when you start having a problem. I think with when Tuka leaves, I think Jeremy Swayman's the star. I think we have a decent air there, not necessarily a top five elite Vesna winner, 
But, uh, you know, I think we're okay there, but it's more when Bergeron leaves and, you know, you have Pasternak and McAvoy as the center of the team. I think the Bruins are going to have to do a lot more work to build around them because uh, kind of like Chris touched upon, we don't have the deepest prospect pool. Uh, so I think that's really, it's really going to come down to whether or not Sweeney can bring pieces in uh, that work out long-term. Uh, cause right now all the Bruins have really had to do is kind of juggle in these missing pieces and, uh, but it's going to start to get to the point where it's like, okay, you need another superstar. You need a first line center. You need a second line center. Uh, and when it's getting into that, that can be tough. So I think, I think it's an easier path at least for the flyers at this point with the prospects they have to kind of more build into that system, um, and are kind of on their way to getting there. Whereas the Bruins are going to have to bring in all these missing pieces, uh, around that time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't want to just restate, but the only thing I can add is um, for the Bruins to have like two elite, like world class, you know, are going to be the top of their, you know, their game really in in David Pasternak and uh, Charlie McAvoy. Having that uh, from a, a forward and a defenseman who are already as young as they are, like you know, they're the the cream of the crop is pretty rare, but. Um, like these guys are saying, at the end of the day, two guys in hockey can only do so much for you. And uh, I think when you're looking into the future, especially with prospects, like depth is so important. And it, it really is not a quantity over quality, but you have to have both. And the Bruins have premier top-end quality, but it drops off quickly from there. And I think the Flyers are in a, a better position where you don't need all of them to be, like to work out, but they also have a you know the opportunity to move some pieces and not be depleted. The Bruins don't have much they can move. They're not going to trade David Pasternak. They're not going to trade Charlie McAvoy, and the the pieces below that are are much much less valuable, I guess. So the Flyers are in the position where they can move a couple of prospects and still have a very strong core, and I think that puts them over the edge. And then obviously having a goaltending prospect like Carter Hart is just really a, such a difference maker. Um, even if he's not having the best season, goalies are weird, um, but to have a player as young as he is already show as much promise. Like that's more than the Bruins have for sure. Goaltending wise. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with the overall sentiment that the Bruins currently are the better team. I mean, we've seen that based on what the four games we've played were Oh, three and one. Um, and I think we've blown like three straight leads against you guys. So I think you guys do a very good job. The only team. Don't worry. <laughs> I think you guys do a good job of finding the right the right pieces, as you mentioned, in the middle of the lineup. Craig Craig Smith was a great signing. I can't believe he got signed for that little across the league. That just shows you general managers in this sport have a lot of them have no idea what's going on. Um, and like I said, I mean, you have Tuka Net, you have a number one, a number two, and a number three center. You have the depth down the middle. Um, you have a tenacious fourth line, um, and overall, just even though you're probably not as high on that bottom end, bottom part of the lineup, at least they can all move the puck well, at least from the games I've seen. There's not like glaring turnovers and you notice that like, hey, like I'm excited to watch when this guy's on the ice because you have an opportunity to score. I don't see that as much comparatively for the Flyers. But I think past next year or two, like you mentioned, I don't, I'm not as well versed in the contract situation, the cap room that you guys have if, if Krejci has to leave or if it's a retirement retirement standpoint but he he um, wants think, to he wants to keep playing but i think the idea is that uh charlie coyle is going to take over that second line center role and maybe jack sadnika is going to come in and be that third line center gotcha yeah we have some juggling like that too coming especially with the expansion draft 
I mean, JVR has had a resurgence this year for us. He's been another another bright spot. He's I think he's like top five in scoring, something crazy like that um, in the league. And when it comes to the expansion, I mean, that was a person that many of us thought was the obvious person not to protect. Now, because he makes seven, because Jake Borchek makes eight, and then Drew's kind of his his contract's coming up, so we could easily kind of swap his cap with uh, Sean Couturier so they can do a little flip-flop. So there won't be much negative impact there, but they're going to have to make a decision, especially after this year, if they don't turn things around and make a move for that bottom bottom pair defensively. You might kind of see a different core, primary core, but like you guys mentioned, I think just because we've had so many first-round picks and Ron Hextel did such a great job drafting, we're going to have Oscar Lindblom, Nolan Patrick, um, Joel Farabee, Travis Konechny, all entering their prime within the next two to three years. So I think past next year or two, just like you've all said, the Flyers probably have the edge, but until we prove it against you guys, and I, I don't see it this year for, for us over you. All right, boys, that was great. We love some hockey chat while sipping on some dad sodas. Uh, that is going to do it for us today. Like I said, check out the boys over at the Brews and Bruins. Watch out for Mike's latest Broad Street Buzz article coming out. Um, and enjoy your weekend, everybody. Let's go Flyers.